Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, September 5th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, the lingering days of summer draw people to farm stands and farmers markets to buy ears of sweet corn by the dozen. Most choose it for the color. Today I saved six ears for someone because I, we were almost all out, and so I knew she always stopped by and wants the all yellow. But color is not the only thing separating types of sweet corn. We'll explain in just a few minutes. First, the news. Missouri's governor will meet with clergy leaders in St. Louis today to discuss gun violence. Mike Parson will talk about the issue with representatives from several denominations. This session follows a meeting earlier this week between the Republican governor and leaders of the Missouri Black Caucus. Parson has rejected calls for a special session to discuss possible solutions to gun violence. He says the issue should be examined during the regular legislative session, which begins in January. More than one dozen children have been killed this year in the St. Louis area, most of that due to gun violence. A grassroots Missouri campaign is collecting signatures to put Medicaid expansion up for a statewide vote. We have more from St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton. The Healthcare for Missouri campaign is made of trade organizations, doctors, and advocacy groups. They want to make the government-funded insurance available to people slightly above the poverty line. Currently, only those with disabilities, children, and extremely poor people are eligible. Dave Dillon is a spokesman for the Missouri Hospital Association. He says the Affordable Care Act took money away from other hospital payments, such as Medicare, to pay for the expansion. He also says uninsured people's uncompensated care means other people pay more. We have, uh, as a community of healthcare providers, already been paying for this coverage for the better part of a decade uh, without receiving it. Voters in several other Republican-controlled states have recently passed Medicaid expansions through ballot initiatives. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Finding care for someone with dementia can be tricky. Assisted living facilities can be costly, and nursing homes may not provide the right fit. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the Illinois Medicaid Department plans to change that by expanding the number of dementia care sites throughout the state. Illinois will add 1,600 apartments for dementia patients at 40 care sites around the state. The sites are part of the state's Supportive Living Program, Illinois' version of assisted living, which can accept Medicaid dollars. Kelly Cunningham is the Deputy Medicaid Administrator for Long-Term Care at the Illinois Department of Health Care and Family Services. She says supportive living is a good alternative for dementia patients who might not need nursing care. They may not be suffering uh, from a lot of physical frailty yet, uh, but they may have issues you know, with their memory, their ability to, to take their own medications. Cunningham says this care option lets patients maintain independence and some of their pre-diagnosis lifestyle. In Belleville, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. You can subscribe, rate, and review this daily effort wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the corn grown in the United States goes into livestock feed and ethanol, but people in the Midwest will literally wait in line for an ear of fresh, hot corn on the cob. Harvest Public Media's Amy Mayer says sweet corn comes in many varieties, but most people don't know or care what they are. 
Ajay Nair knows sweet corn. There's one called Early Sun Glow. He says farmers plant what sells. There's one a yellow color type, it's called cafe. But they also consider how quickly sugar is converted to starch, how long the ears last after harvest. Another cultivar called Kappa Joe. Nair says consumers care mostly about sweetness, texture, and the intensity of the corn flavor. We have Bodacious Silver Queen. They don't pay a whole lot of attention to the name. There's a cultivar called Temptation. But the Iowa State University horticulture professor says one name has become almost synonymous with sugary, two-color sweet corn. Peaches and cream. It's easy to say, easy to remember, and it's fun. At the farmer's market in Ames, Iowa, Ray Olson does a brisk business with his sweet corn. What's the difference? Uh, That one's got a little more corn flavor. This one just isn't yellow. This is probably the most popular of the black color. Then how about that one? He has this conversation again and again. Customers want yummy corn. Beyond that, most have little preference. But a few returning customers are more discerning. You know, some of the corn is really rich. Like the examples down here, the, the ears or the corn, whole, corn kernels are really, you know, full and rich. Glenda Storms Bice asks for smaller ears, ones Olson says are a little less mature. I actually think the ones with a little smaller kernels are sometimes a little sweeter. Um, They also get in your teeth a little less. (laughs) As she picks through a crate to select the ears she wants, Terry Flocker of Kansas City compares cooking strategies with her. And I I wrap it in like like a burrito or whatever and then get it wet and then put it on the plate and just cook it in the microwave like that. Oh, see, I don't even peel mine before I put it in the microwave. versus, Versus, you know, back in the day when my mom would cook corn or whatever, You'd boil it and get the kitchen oh, all gosh, hot yes, and steamy exactly. and moist. And it's and, like, you know, no. Olson says he grows six varieties each year. He knows which he can plant earlier and which ones are most popular with customers, who rarely know any of the names. Okay. <laughs> Several stalls over, Deal's Orchard has a sign declaring the week's sweet corn is a variety called Christine. Benji Deal says it's done well for him. It's our sweetest variety that we grow. It's a bicolor. Um, nice and tender. I think it's a little more tender than some other varieties. Deal says a few customers will ask for a variety by name, but more often they choose by color. Today I saved six years for someone because I, we were almost all out, and so I knew she always stopped by and wants the all yellow. Midwest states that lead in field corn production, think Iowa, Illinois, Nebraska, don't stand out when it comes to national production of sweet corn. The Iowa Corn Promotion Board says sweet corn accounts for just 1% of corn grown in the state. Still, for hungry attendees on the final Friday of the Iowa State Thank Fair, you. it's the only kind that matters. Thank you, sir. You are very helpful. Thank you so much. A boy hands out napkins to people in line for a free ear of corn. It comes on a paper plate from an FFA teen. Fair volunteer Mary Smith squirts margarine from a squeeze bottle onto the corn for those who want it. Most people also stop at a table to shake on some salt. Wade and Stella Hardiman came to Iowa for a family reunion. Delicious. Yeah. Very delicious. Really sweet. It's my first time. Richard Wagaman of Essex, Iowa, may have a more refined palate than some. So I don't know what, it kind of tastes like ambrosia, but it may be some other brand. They've got so many now. But it could be peaches and cream or something like that, but it, it's very good. It's first come, first served until they run out. John Carpenter from Kansas City waits in line with his fiancée. He declares the corn incredible. I'll be moving to Iowa to have more of this sweet corn as often as I'd like. Now I'm going to find a place to eat my corn. That is definitely an ear of Iowa sweet corn. But what kind was it? Farmer Ron Deerdorf, who grew it, isn't telling. He says anything beyond the obvious, by color, is proprietary information. Amy Mayer, Harvest Public Media.
Harvest Public Media is a reporting collaboration focusing on food and agriculture in the Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.